Every day, 10,000 Americans exchange their professional life for a life of retirement. And wouldn't it be great if this new season of life could be filled with joy, purpose, and significance? Welcome to Retirement Insiders, where we spotlight stories of trailblazers thriving and making a difference in the second half. Join Tony Kalinowski, a family advisor with 30 plus years of experience, and his co-host, David Alexander, a motivational speaker and podcaster who's inspired thousands. Together, they'll tackle deep questions like why we work, turning energy into purpose, and how to leave a lasting legacy with your family, community, and beyond. Get ready to hear the insider's story. Please note, advisory services offered through RBF Wealth Advisors, securities offered through Triad Advisors, LLC member FINRA and SIPC. RBF Wealth Advisors and Triad are not affiliated companies. Tony, I am excited because today we're launching episode one of Retirement, Retirement Insiders. Okay, so here's the thing. I have had this crazy passion and vision around leadership and legacy transfer for years. Uh, in fact, at one point I had an organization called Legacy Impact Network where I worked a lot with retired leaders um, that were making an impact on young people. So as our co-host, I want to start by getting to understand your story and what you've learned from successes and failures. You've had 30 years of experience and working with families and individuals that have made the leap to retirement. We've known each other, um, obviously, from years for, uh, you know, now we, we get to work together on the Unconventional Business Network Board. But I have had so much respect for you because I've seen your involvement in the community from CBMC, Breakdown, STL, Faith Ascent, and the list goes on. Yeah, and, and David, actually, thank you for that. I, I, uh, I'm excited, too, because I've always been an admirer of yours. Uh, you've always had such great energy um, and initiative and, I think, insight and perspective. And you're bringing a whole different perspective because you're a young man, and, frankly, I'm in my 60s. So we're going to get some great conversations going here between us, I think, in terms of where we're going in the future and how we can really help the community um, impact one another. Oh, I love it, Tony. I love it. And uh, i got to say, you don't even look 60, man. You, you, look, you look good. You look good. <laughs> Thank you. So it's, it's my pleasure to do this with you. So let's, let's jump right in on the first question. You know, can you tell us a little bit about your your early years. Tell us about little Tony growing up and, and what you saw modeled um, from your parents and their leadership and their philosophy around work. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a great first question because, frankly, I think that is where I get um, just my whole personality and my uh, work ethic and things of that nature. My uh, dad was had a great parents. I mean, not without issues. Everybody has issues in their family. But my dad was a, uh, a great planner. He had kind of an engineering mindset. And he was a hard worker. I mean, you know, I saw him get up every day, go to work. But he, even around the house, everything had to be planned out. Projects were planned, and then we worked those projects. And, and frankly, sometimes as a young, young boy, I didn't want to be doing those projects. I just wanted to be doing other things. But he would pull me in, you know, and along the way teach me things, you know, about how to do certain uh, work and things of that nature. So that was kind of fun. So his legacy was really planning and hard work. And then my mom, on the other side of the equation, was the master encourager. I mean, she would basically say, you can do it. You can do anything. Just put your mind to it. Do anything. And between the two of them, I think that the initiative was always do your best. Just do your best at whatever you're doing. It may not be perfect, but if you're 
offering your best, um, that is all you can really give. So that was, that was a great legacy to have in my family. Yeah, that's beautiful and powerful. You know, I think uh, a lot of times when people look at a young person and, and they, they, they don't see, you know, the same level of success that they will want or expect for them, mm -hmm. um, they might think, you know, um, uh, you know, and wonder what, what happened within that individual. The reality is a lot of the times it goes back to that person's uh, family and them understanding and seeing, did they have the role models of what it could look mm -hmm. like? Yeah, and it doesn't always have to be a parent. It could be a mentor. It could be a grandparent. It could be a, a whole number of people that would have an impact on a person. And the other thing that I think I saw in my parents that was really interesting is they were engaged in the community. Okay, yeah. they, my father was involved in the church. My mom was involved uh, with various women's groups. And so that legacy of giving back uh, was part of the growing up period of my life. It wasn't just all about, hey, what do we need to do to be successful? It was about, you know, we're part of this community and very social about it too. Parents yeah. are very social people. Yeah, well, that's funny. It reminds me of my folks and they're, they're in Australia right now actually wow. visiting my, uh, my brother there and, uh, and same same bit as far as I definitely believe that piece of encouragement. Mm -hmm. And I saw my dad work every day from, I mean, mercy, from 6 a.m. to a lot of times, you know, 8, 9, just a hard, hard worker, mm -hmm. but loved his family. Uh, and so that was uh, part of my uh, background was, and, and I think has contributed to me having a lot of drive and ambition as well. Um, but I'm curious, you know, you know, you know, as you progressed in your career, you've had a lot of success, you know, and and that's been with that background of uh, of ambition and, and drive. At any point, um, did you feel uh, it, did you feel that it got a little bit unbalanced or how did you keep that balance as you were moving forward within your career? Yeah, that's that's a great question, because, you know, they say sometimes your greatest strength can also be your greatest enemy. Right. That sometimes you, you overdo what you think your strength is. And, and frankly, I was ambitious, um, career-oriented. Uh, my ambition, though, revolved more around um, feeling that at some point I would have to care for my family. In other words, my family was having some challenges. My sisters were having some challenges. And I felt that if I could just be successful and, and earn enough money, that I would be able to care for all the challenges that were in my family, which is not a frankly, a great concept to, to live your life by. Frankly, you need to be around your family and, and family sort out things together. It's not on the shoulders of one person. So mm -hmm. what happened was I think I did become so engaged in my work, feeling that I had to be very successful there, that I neglected family. I neglected friendships. I neglected some of the things that are I now know are much more important mm -hmm. in life and how that all works together to create a balanced lifestyle. Wow. So I, I did get off the rails, uh, but frankly, um, fortunately, uh, through, through God's grace, basically, uh, gave me a situation where um, I was able to get back on my feet and learn uh, what it takes to become more balanced in life. And, and what I found, and, and I wish this was my own concept, but I've learned it from other people, is that there are basically six areas of your life that you need to, be aware of uh, yeah. faith, family, friends, fitness, finance, and fun. Okay, all six of those have to kind of meld today in a, in a normal day of life, and they also are your priorities. 
Oh, I, mean, I if, love that. If you don't get your priorities in order, if you have those mixed up and you put, for, for the longest time, finance was at the top of my list, and frankly, that's not the most important thing that should be at the top of your list. So, right, right. So finding some balance in those things, I think, is so important when it comes to uh, um, living a life that is fulfilling, um, but also successful. And, yeah, yeah. And, and how you manage success is not just by a uh, number of dollars in a retirement account or a bank account. Yeah, no, that's powerful. Yeah. So let me ask you this. When a lot of people, when people come to you and they've come to you for the last 30 years for advice mm -hmm. and, um, you know, is it all centered around finance or is, are there other pieces, a lot of other pieces like you mentioned uh, that, that folks have concerns about? Yeah, that's a great question. Our industry, I think, has done a horrible job of, of helping people understand that retirement is not just about uh, creating a number, uh, a number in a bank account or retirement account, and also uh, this lifestyle that it's gonna be free and easy and it's just gonna be golf and, and travel and cruises. Now, certainly that's part of it because there's a lot of free time, but my, what I found in working with a lot of successful retirees is they are very engaged in other things. In mm -hmm. fact, they look at retirement as a way to release themselves from something that was kind of, you know, a challenge and put themselves into something that they're really passionate about. Wow. And one of the themes I think of Retirement Insiders is to try to find a way to help people figure that out, okay? Yeah. And also give them the skill set or the um, the means to do that, and what do I mean by means? The energy, um, the health, um, the 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 means to find out what they really are passionate about, and then to devote themselves to that. Because we've got this huge, I want to call it, bulk of people that are in there. We call them the baby boomers that are working their way through this um, demographic pipeline, and we're. They're hitting age 65, and they still have a ton of energy and wisdom. We are living a lot longer, and we have a lot more energy at age 65 than we did, say, 15, 20, or 30 right. years ago. We need to put that energy to work. No, that's beautiful. That's powerful. And I, you know, and I love it because I've seen that. Um, I've, I've, I've seen from my perspective, you know, there's kind of a, uh, you know, there almost seems like there's always, there's almost these two extremes. You know, there's, there's this extreme of, like, the most passionate individuals that I've ever seen in my life that are moving and driving and uh, and they and, and that's something that I have seen Tony is you know uh, leaders uh, that are retired have you know almost these two extremes on one end of the, spe the spectrum completely passionate sold out they are making an impact on their families uh, they're they're continually uh, just driving. Um, just impact in everything that they do. And then on the other side, I've seen people that have been weary, um, that have been concerned, that, that, have, that are, are questioning their purpose. And I think it kind of comes back to uh, some of that area of where you were mentioning earlier in your career. At some point, it became imbalanced. Your ambition pulled you so much, so, so fast forward, right, um, that it became imbalanced. And you then came back and you said, no, I need to have these pieces of value in my life that I center my life around and then all these other pieces will work for the betterment as I move forward in my life. Exactly, exactly. If, if we find, uh, if we focus on relationships, uh, our community, uh, the important things, the rest 
will be given to us as well. I yeah. mean, frankly, that's the bottom line. We, we find that it comes back to us in spades. And that's a tough, that's a tough leap for a lot of people because uh, I have to say in corporate America today, it's very difficult. Uh, people are demand, there's a, it's a demanding environment where you have to work long hours and, and, that puts a strain on families, frankly, and and uh, it also means that maybe a grandparent has to take a bigger role in in helping um, create a legacy with their grandchildren, right? Instead of just sitting back and saying, "Well, okay, I'm just going to babysit," they're actually taking have an opportunity to impart philosophy wow. on on a young person's mind when the parent may be, you know, needing to make a living. Right. Yeah. And do that every day. So I think that's it could be as simple as that. Yeah. Right. As simple as that. And, and showing teaching every day is a teaching opportunity oh. for us in the world today in some way, shape or form. Yeah, I love that. And, and the and this is a piece. I mean, I'm hearing these these insights from you. Um, and, you know, it makes me even more excited about the show because I know I, I just haven't seen anything like this, honestly, out there. And so let me ask this, like. You have a lot of things you can do with your time, uh, Tony. You're a busy guy. Uh, but you've decided to launch this year, Retirement Insiders. What? Tell me, tell me a little bit of the frame of reference point for the name Retirement Insiders and, and why you're passionate about launching this in 2020. Uh, great. Thank you for that question. Uh, frankly, you know, I've thought I'm a journalism major by trade. I, I was grew up in an era where I thought that I was going to change the world through the news media and kind of got a little disenchanted with that um, as time went on. And um, I think that I realized that that's one thing we can, we can write things. We can write things. I I thought of writing a book. I thought of writing articles, but writing is kind of flat. You know, it it doesn't create emotion in, in many cases, you know, your objective reporting is just a flat, non-emotional way of reading things. When we have the podcast, however, gives us opportunity to really get excited about things and yeah. show that excitement. Um, also, the, the term insiders, uh, I chose that term because an insider is someone who knows something that maybe the general public doesn't know. Right. You know we've heard of insiders in the stock market trading on insider information, right? Well, that's not good. That's not a good thing. That's illegal. But Insiders have some insight that they gain somewhere that the general public does not know. And so what I want to bring to the table are actual people who are retired, who are fulfilled, and who are doing things. And again, it could be something as simple as as, uh, helping raise grandchildren to someone who's totally engaged in the community and changing a young person's life by one-on-one mentoring, whatever that passion that person has. So bringing real people in and also bringing experts, not about finance or investing, but experts about how do you create this healthy lifestyle that helps you to have the energy so that when you get up in the morning, you don't go, oh, I got to get out of bed, but oh, I get to get out of bed, you know, and be be awake and and alive and and doing something. Um, We, we, from time to time, uh, visit uh, Florida and there was a um, woman who lived across the street from us and uh, she, I get up to do uh, kind of a quiet time in the morning and a study, and she would be up every morning at 6.30. She was in her 80s, and she would go to the food pantry every day and work five days a week. That was, and free. I mean, she was volunteering her time, but that created several things for her. 
she was showing love, right? She was uh, having social atmosphere with yeah. friends. Um, and she was giving. She was giving back. And, and that, to me, was a, a great role model of, I don't want to be sitting around, you know, when I'm in my 70s or 80s. And I don't, I would love to see a, a whole cadre, a battalion of yeah. 70 or 80-year-olds out there in the environment helping the world. We, you know, we sometimes, I think we, we think we can rely on government to solve the problems. I think it's us. We yeah. have to, we have to do it. Yeah. So um, let's face it. We have a lot of people that are baby boomers that can, can fill that void. Wow. Yeah, that's beautiful and such a powerful picture. And I love, you know, how that story has, has woven uh, that you started as a journalism major, you know, um, decades ago. And now today, 2020, launching a new decade, right? that we have retirement insiders coming to fruition and the show, the guests that you're coming in, that you're going to bring on, it is going to be an adventure and a, and a journey um, that I think is going to be really, really powerful for our listeners. Yeah. And, and, and with a technology that I would have never imagined. I mean, my journalism career was on radio, but that was a very confining, right? It had, you had to be on time at this time. This is just beautiful. I mean, yeah. we can bring in any guests. We can talk about whatever we think is important. Um, I just think this is going to be a great uh, journey for both you and I. It's going to be fun. So one of the things uh, that uh, I admire about you is that you're a teacher and you take, you know, and, and you take that within your practice and you're able to take these complex ideas around finance mm -hmm. and, and build in a practical plan for people. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the pieces that we've included in the show is sharing uh, leadership lessons that you're learning currently through books. And you mentioned um, that this week as our first episode, Just As I Am, is one of the books that you, you've you learned from. Can you share some insights from that book specifically? Sure. And, and the reason I want to include books in the process is I heard one time, and I really believe this is true, is leaders are readers. Yep. Okay. And we learn from people before us. And there are literally thousands upon thousands of books out there of leaders that we can learn from. And uh, so recently I picked up a couple of books and one of them was Just As I Am and it was the autobiography of Billy Graham, who, you know, he kind of was in an era right before I kind of came of age. He started um, evangelizing in the 50s and I was born in 57. So I kind of caught the tail end of his life, but not the beginning part. I was just amazed that this man took some very complex uh, concepts which involve religion and faith and the Bible and which a lot of people have spent literally years upon years of trying to understand mm -hmm. and simplified them into yeah. a message that changed literally thousands of people's lives. When he would go out and do his large evangelistic um, events, literally thousands of people would come forward based on a very simple message. So I think we take uh, the theme that I took away from this book is we, we try to start with this complex world and try to make it more complex. And yeah. what we have to do is take complexity and bring it down to simplicity. We have to make life simple. We have to take a step back and say, what are we really doing here? What are we trying to accomplish? And, and what are the simple messages that help us get there rather than how do we make this more complex? How do we add another program? How do we add more staff, more people? It's really not what it's about. It's about simplifying life in general. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I love that. It's, it's so true. In today's 
digital age, there's so many messages coming at us constantly, continually telling us what and who we're called to be. Um, and it is more simple than I think yeah. uh, we realize. And we have to plan that philosophy. We have to sit down and actually say, what is important to me? You know, what are those important things? And, and line them up and say, this, these are the things that I'm going to revolve my life around. For me, it's faith, family, and friends. Those are the main three. Okay, if I can get those right, yeah. it's amazing how much peace and joy I have in my life. And if, and, and if we can help other people get there as well, I think we, we're accomplishing our goal. Beautiful. Well, this was the first episode. We got it down. Um, you know, I want to thank everyone for listening and tuning in. This is going to be such an incredible journey. Um, please stick with us. Tony, any closing thoughts? No, I just think that I'm excited about it too. Um, we, you know, again, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I would have never imagined that we could put something together like this, but I am so excited about this, um, because we have a challenge in America and in the world of, of a lack of initiative. And I think we need to engage. We need to really engage And this. Hopefully the show will help people do that. David Alexander here, and on behalf of Tony and myself, I cannot thank you enough for tuning in to the first introductory episode of the Retirement Insiders. We truly believe that this show has an opportunity to create real impact for leaders as they transition into retirement and for those that are already in retirement and want inspiration, encouragement. It is a perfect show for you. Please feel free to comment, like, share, and we would love to hear your feedback. New episodes will release the first Monday of every month. We'll see you soon. Till next time.